Welcome. This is Kelly, your nutritional nerd, bringing you the health news you want to hear. Now, today we are going to take a look at the science of gratitude and how positive thoughts can change the brain. But first, I would like to welcome everyone back and wish each and every one of you a happy new year. I know that many people don't look forward to the holidays and perhaps they can't even conceive of looking forward to better things in the new year. And for some people, the new year brings disappointment or it only serves as a reminder of failed past resolutions and unattained goals. But what if it didn't have to be this way? What if we ditched the resolutions and started looking to neuroscience for answers. To take it a step further, what if we used that evidence to our advantage by rewiring our brain? Let me explain. Now, I'm not a big fan of New Year's resolutions. I used to be. I used to do them every year. But just like diets, resolutions are often short-lived and unsustainable. We often create such high expectations for ourselves. We think of all the ways in which we are disappointed in life, of all the things that went wrong, and all the things that we want to change. And usually that disappointment is with ourselves, or the disappointment revolves around things in our life. Now, more than ever before, we're inundated with many different recommendations that come at us from every direction. We think, oh, I have to try that, or, oh, wow, I really should start doing this. Now, how many times have you heard about a new health trend and then think that's exactly what you need, that this is the missing piece of the puzzle for you? Well, each and every time we think this way and then don't follow through, it leaves us feeling a little more disappointed with ourselves. And that is definitely not my intention for you. Instead, I would like to open the new year with one special word, gratitude. Moreover, I'd like to share with you what happens in the brain when we have thoughts of gratitude and why it can be so difficult to think positively. Now, please don't get me wrong. I am not saying that life is perfect or easy. I am not dismissing the desperation and hardships that many people are experiencing around the globe. All I am aiming to do is educate about the power of gratitude and what that can have, plus what that might look like for you. And if you're open to it, I'm going to offer you a few key questions for you to think about at the end of this podcast to help you get started. And first, we'll start with what gratitude is. Now, this is a little complicated because gratitude can mean something different to each and every one of us. But if we were to kind of um, bottom line it for you, I would say that gratitude is an emotion. It's very similar to things like thankfulness, appreciation, and happiness. And it typically involves acknowledging and showing appreciation for something in life that's meaningful to us or that we value. 
gratitude can also be a character trait. It's a strength that can grow through awareness and practice. And because there's many different thoughts and views of what gratitude looks like and how best to practice it, there's no script to follow here. There's no one way to express gratitude. So for some people, that might be a nightly journal where maybe they write down three things they're grateful for that happened that day. For someone else, it might mean actively looking for the good in each and every day or in every situation. And for other people, gratitude might be a verbal expression aimed at someone else. And yet another way of practicing gratitude is through a tool called HeartMath. And if you're not familiar with HeartMath, I'll leave a link in the description so that you can check it out after this podcast. But regardless of how a person practices gratitude, and regardless of how cheesy it might sound to some, research has proven that the benefits of cultivating gratitude are very real. Now, this may come as a surprise. It's a little known fact here, but our brains are hardwired to seek out and remember the negative. If you've ever gotten stuck on a negative thought, or if you've ever replayed a traumatic experience or an event over and over again, or lay in bed at wake ruminating over all of the bad things that happened over the course of your day, then you understand what I mean. Many of us know how easy it is to get distracted by the horrible news around the world or get stuck on the negative uh, thoughts, but have you ever wondered why that happens? Why are our brains designed to ruminate on the negative and forget the positive? Well, it all has to do with our innate survival mode. Through millions of years of evolutions, um, our brains have adopted a negativity bias, and it's done that in order to keep us alive. If we're confronted with a life-threatening situation, you know, enter a bear encounter or raging tiger here, right? If we survived to live another day, that experience has been programmed in our brain forever. And that way, if a similar situation should ever happen again, we would know exactly what to do in order to survive. Our brains are wired to pay attention to the negative. Now, when times are good, when things are going well, we don't tend to remember that. You know, these moments are things that we enjoy at the time. You know, they feel good at, in the moment, but our brain has no need to recall them. But if something bad happens, that might put our life in danger. So we need to remember how to avoid it in the future. And if we don't, it might mean the end of our existence next time. So this was definitely a much needed survival mechanism in the past. But now we fast forward to present day times. Our brains are still using a lot of the same survival skills they learned to keep us safe, but with a different focus on the types of threats that we're faced with. Because today, the threats to our emotional and our mental health are much greater than any threats existing to our physical survival, for the most part. 
These are the threats we are being inundated with every single day. Threats to our mental health and emotional well-being. In order to continue to survive, the brain is constantly on the lookout for any problems or dangerous situations that might put our life at risk. That's why we're programmed to prioritize bad experiences and are hardwired to seek out the negative. In the process, we kind of forget about the positive. One thing that can help deprogram some of that negativity is to bring in more gratitude. We should give intentional time to think about the positive things around us. Remember, the brain is designed to forget about them. So we have to go out of our way to pay attention to positive experiences. Starting a gratitude practice and being actively on the hunt for good things in our life can make a big overall difference. Because when we do, it changes the vibration around what's possible. The vibration of our energy changes. And rather than focusing on the negative as the brain is designed to do, we'll start to seek out the good. Now, when we do start actively looking around for positive things in life, many changes start to take place in the brain and positive results occur. And I'm gonna go through pretty briefly here, six benefits of positive thinking this way. First, the brain starts to rewire itself. Neuroscience has shown this. Practicing gratitude can lead to significant changes in the brain. The human brain's remarkable capacity for neuroplasticity allows it to adapt and reorganize based on experiences and thoughts. Regular expressions of gratitude can create neural pathways that strengthen or reinforce positive thinking, which makes it much more likely for the brain to default to a positive outlook over time. And over time, this rewiring can lead to a more optimistic default mindset instead of a negative one. Second, gratitude has the ability to boost neurotransmitters. And if we think about what those typically are, gratitude's been linked to the release of two of the main neurotransmitters in particular, dopamine and serotonin, that are often referred to as our feel-good chemicals. They play a critical role in regulating mood and emotions, and that contributes to our overall sense of well-being. By cultivating a mindset of gratitude, we can trigger an increase in the production of both dopamine and serotonin, which will lead us to a more optimistic outlook on life and a greater sense of well-being. And who doesn't want that? A third benefit is that gratitude has been shown to help reduce stress. We all know how detrimental chronic stress is on both our mental and physical health. So gratitude will act as a buffer against stress by promoting a more positive mindset. Studies have shown when we regularly practice gratitude, we tend to experience lower levels of cortisol, which is the main stress hormone. This suggests that gratitude might play a role in reducing the negative impact that stress has on both our body and our mind.
The fourth benefit of gratitude is that it can help improve sleep. And again, and this kind of plays on uh, that last benefit of how gratitude can help reduce stress because we all know how essential quality sleep is for overall health. Gratitude has been linked to improved sleep patterns because when we express gratitude any time of the day, it's beneficial for sure. But when we focus on thoughts of appreciation and gratefulness before bed, these types of thoughts can shift our focus away from negative thoughts and worries to create a more serene mental environment, which is definitely more conducive to restful sleep. <coughs> Excuse me, better sleep in turn will contribute to enhanced cognitive function and improved emotional well-being. The fifth benefit is that gratitude can strengthen social bonds. Yeah, gratitude is a social emotion. It fosters connection and strengthens relationships. So when we express gratitude toward another person, not only does it positively impact us as the giver, but think about it what it does to the receiver. It deepens the bond we have with the recipient. And social connections have been consistently associated with better mental health outcomes and resilience. Plus, gratitude can build and maintain meaningful relationships with others. And finally, a sixth benefit of gratitude is that it cultivates resilience. Positive thinking and thoughts of gratitude contribute to increased psychological resilience. People who tend to practice gratitude on a regular basis are often better equipped to navigate the challenges that they face in life, which helps them bounce back more effectively from setbacks. And this resilience is linked to more adaptive responses to stressors and is a key factor in promoting mental well-being when we're faced with adversity. Now, each of these six benefits goes to show just how powerful gratitude can be. And I barely scratched the surface on explaining the benefits that each one of those things have. But if we think about it, gratitude imprints on our DNA. It rewires our brain to focus on the good in our life, and it changes our life and the lives of those people around us for the better. A regular gratitude practice can be one way to help you from giving up on your journey. Best of all, it's free, it's highly effective, and anyone can do it at any time. And that brings us to how. How to practice gratitude. Well, in our fast-paced world of challenges, getting, gaining, and cultivating that sense of gratitude can be a powerful tool for enhancing our mental well-being, and it can have profound effects on the brain. But how do we do it? Now, I'm not suggesting we dismiss every problem in life or walk around with blinders on. There are definite hardships in the world and problems that we'll be faced with on a daily basis. But when we carry around the negative energy of the past, we often don't expect the future to be any better. When we only see what's wrong with our life or what's not possible, 
we're only serving to limit our potential. And again, this is why many people don't reach the goals that they set for themselves at the start of each new year. So when we keep repeating past mistakes and we continue to get the same results or lack of results, perhaps it's time to try something a little different. So I encourage you to spend a little time in reflection by asking yourself three questions as you move into the new year. And these questions can help you see that there is good in your life and that you matter. The first question, think about this one. What is something tough or challenging that you did this year that you're proud of or that you want to acknowledge yourself for? And you can think about any challenge, a big one, a small one, um, something that you faced and that you made progress on, even if you didn't fully achieve it. Because thinking about this will remind you that you went through something difficult and you survived. And this is especially important for people who are really hard on themselves or for people who don't know how to celebrate their wins. They only look at the big picture prize and don't realize all of the progress and all of the positive steps that they've made in order to work towards that big prize. When the brain forgets that we made progress towards something, <clears throat> we can dwell on the fact that we didn't fully accomplish what we set out to do. And that can leave us thinking that we're not as strong as we should be. It can slow, um, you know, so we want to slow ourselves down. And we want to ask this question because it's a great way to step into how much power we have. And it's a great way to step out of our negativity bias. <clears throat> okay, moving on. Question number two. Who? Who is someone who recently did something for you. A lot of people feel alone in the world. They feel they don't have the support that they need in their life. And that's why this question is really important. Take yourself back. Think back to someone who did something for you. No matter how big or small the gesture. It could be your partner, a neighbor, a friend, a stranger, a coworker, a family member, anyone who helped you with something, who congratulated you, who encouraged you, who is someone in your life that did something for you. And this one can be really hard at first, but you'll be surprised at what you remember. Every smile, every gift of time someone gave you, every little gesture, each thing is a reminder that you are not alone. <clears throat> and question three, what is something that you did for someone else? Again, no matter how big, no matter how tiny of a gesture, think of something that you did to support someone else. Thinking about this will remind us that we are making an impact in the lives of other people. Many of us forget about that. We forget that our life matters. When we forget that we're making a difference, our brain will start to think that we don't matter. So 
start paying attention to how you are making a difference in the lives of others. That can certainly start changing your perspective on a lot of things. Now, to bottom line this all for you, carving out time for a regular gratitude practice can be really beneficial. It's a great way to see that there is beauty in our world, and it's a good way to allow that beauty to shine through. So when we start looking ahead and think about what's next for us, when we shift into a more positive state, that will allow us to shed that negativity bias that we're prone to and project that positivity into the future to embody what we set out to do. Our subconscious mind is always listening. So if we constantly subject ourselves to what's wrong in the world, we project that into the future too. Sometimes when there's too many things that we could or should be doing, especially if we aren't currently reaching our goals, then we get hard on ourselves. We berate ourselves and we chalk it up as yet another failure. And that attitude leaves us heading into the new year feeling like a failure. So let me ask, what do you want to give some love and attention to this year? Many people create a New Year's resolution based on what went wrong for them over the last year, what they haven't achieved, or where they feel they are not good enough. But when goals are created based on what hasn't been working well, then we're less likely to make progress towards them. And this is where gratitude comes in. So however it works for you, I encourage you to at least start thinking about the people, things, and events that you are grateful for. Then carry that into the new year to support your mental health and well-being. Of course, if you've been thinking of starting to create healthier habits moving forward and would like support, then please know that I am here for you. As a neuronutritionist, a brain health coach, and a heart math practitioner, I can help you unpack what what is currently not working for you, nutritionally, chemically, hormonally, mentally, emotionally, and help provide you with the tools you need to make progress towards your goals, no matter how big or small those goals may be. So contact me at kelly at happyhuman.com. As always, that's happy with an I to get started today. Thank you so much for listening. As always, stay happy and healthy. Have a beautiful year.